0: Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com.
1: Recorded live from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington DC.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Through the city, through the city, through the city, Girl, I really want to know, really want to know If you coming with me, with me, with me It's a place I want to go, place I want to go Through the city, through the city, through the city It's a
3: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are coming to you live from Full Service Radio inside the Lion Hotel in Washington, D.C. And if this is your first time here, you are now listening to the All the Fly Kids Show, where the cool, calm, and connected talk straight, no chaser. I am your host, Geronimo Nose, urban culture, lifestyle enthusiast, reform blogger turned full time conversationalist. And as always, I got my co host, Shelby, in the building. You know she's here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> How you feeling? I'm actually feeling really good. Great. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. Yes. We got Jack behind the boards. Jack hey, Inslee behind the boards today. Hey, jack. Tra- from traveling from wherever he's it's traveling been a minute. from somewhere. He's all around jack these is days. The Jack of all trades
1: and travel.
3: Yes, absolutely. He, he would call me International G, but I, call, I want him to go to Panama, so I can call him Panama Jack.
4: <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too.
3: Man. Oh, man. But, um, uh, all right. So we are here. This is episode 126, but before we get into it, I just want y'all to rate, comment and subscribe. Rate, comment and subscribe. Rate, comment and subscribe. You can find us wherever podcasts are heard and also send us any comments, questions, concerns you may have on any social media platforms that you use. We are on most of them. Uh, at All the Fly Kids on everything whether that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find All the Fly Kids there. So, A couple quick announcements. Well, one really, just one quick announcement. So, it, well, some people might want to say, you know, I regret to inform. I don't regret to inform anybody about this because, you know, I I put a lot of thought into it before I've decided to actually do it. But um, we are at our final three shows of the All The Fly Kids show. Uh, (laughs) um, Yes, we're gonna go out with the bang, just like <laughs> like that flex bomb you just heard. Oh. But um yes the final three shows, you know, I just decided that I it it I, I wanna move on to other things. You know, I still enjoy talking with people and learning about people and, and everything that makes them tick and the things that have they have done to get to the where they are in their lives at this juncture. But I really wanna move on to other things and just see where else what else is out there with with conversation. So um, I'm not done talking to people I'm not done learning about urban culture and lifestyle and, and engaging with with people and, and learning about and sharing these these this this information with y'all uh it's just gonna come through a different medium so this is the third the last uh episode of the older oh, fly kids show so you know just so't drop the bomb on y'all for real for real on the, the, the last the actual actual last episode
1: I'm so sad oh, don't wow. be sad do not be
3: sad at all yeah, okay man. <clears throat> so you know it it, it, it's the end of an era, but it's not the end of Geronimo doing his things. Of course you know, not, Of course not, of course not. Okay, all right, cool. So, that's, uh, that's the only announcement that I have for right now. All right, so we'll get right into the show. So, today's guest is a graphic artist from Washington, D.C. by way of Trinidad and Tobago. He's best known for his designs in the early days of D.C.'s best known streetwear brand, Madness Connection, a.k.a. Universal Madness, and his own clothing brand, B-Man Apparel. His work can be seen at, well, maybe. (laughs) I just found out. But still uh, still a a great accolade to have, nonetheless. It can be seen at the National Museum and Art Gallery of Trinidad and Tobago, along with um, his work being in the private collections of Michael Eric Dyson, Chris Tucker, and the late Ruby Dee. He has a solo exhibit in D.C. coming up this Saturday, December 7th, and the purpose of today's conversation is not only learn about how our guest got to this point of having a solo exhibit, but to also delve into how much of an impact graphic design has had on street fashion of the past and present. So, family, I want y'all to please welcome Mr. Barry Bishop to the All the Fly Kids show.
5: Hello, 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 hello. Thanks for having me.
3: Thank you for being here, and we also got a um, friend of the show. Not his first time on the podcast. It's been a minute since he was on the podcast, but we got Gerald Watson in the building. Hey, what's going so Challenge, jazz, people? document the fresh. You got a long thanks. list of things that you do. Hey man, I like to stay <laughs> the, busy scroll. And, uh, <laughs> the scroll, scroll of things. Busy. You know,
0: thanks so much, uh, man. I'm, I'm uh, sad to hear that you're gonna. Well, this is evolution. I'm gonna say pack it up, but yeah. uh, thanks so much for extending. Uh, the opportunity for us to come on and talk about what we do in the city, to uh, for myself as well as so many other people. Absolutely, man. Important. Absolutely.
3: I've been I've been watching y'all. I've worked alongside a lot of people that I've had on the show. You know, what I mean, so it was only right for me to you know provide this platform for people to, to really you know share their experience in, a, in more in depth. You know what I mean? Because you know, we see people on social media all the time. We'll go to events and you know we'll exp- exchange pleasantries and be cordial, sure, man. but. Sure. You know, these intimate conversations are necessary to provide context for um, not only the work that's being done, but like what's going on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? With the the blood, sweat and tears and also um, giving people who have similar aspirations, uh, some background on like what it really takes to get things done. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. So thank you all. I appreciate you. All Uh, All right. So um, where can we start? Let's start from the beginning. Um, well first I want to Because I want to make sure That people hear this At the top and bottom Of the show So um, The uh, solo exhibit This weekend Barry Bishop the Creative Original paintings And prints It opens this Saturday 12-7 December 7th At the Brookland Art Space Lofts 3305 8th Street Northeast D.C. Where's that 8th and Mo- uh, Like 8th Monroe Monroe 8th and Monroe, Monroe? Yeah, Okay Monroe, so right, around right. the corner From Edgewood All of that Catholic, Catholic University Catholic University, University. The Okay Shrine. so
1: it's close Shrine. To the station Close to the station. Okay. Yeah. Or you can catch the 80, the G8. Yeah, uh, it. it is metro she's accessible. <laughs> For those of you who will it not be driving, <laughs> taking Uber, Lyft, none accessible. of that. The, H, the, the H2 and the H4. Right. Up even the D8. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Again, it is extremely metro accessible. Um, and that starts at 7 p.m.? Correct. Yes. 7 yeah. p.m. to whenever? To 10. To 10, okay. 10, yes. And that runs through Tuesday of next week, December 10th, correct?
0: Yes. yes.
3: All right. Cool, cool, cool. And so... You can get more information about that at barrybishopart.eventbrite.com. That link will be in the show notes, and I'm also going to mention it again at the bottom of the show. But I want to make sure for y'all people who can't, who don't have a long, a long attention span that y'all heard this. <laughs> so make sure y'all come out on Saturday. If you can't make it Saturday, you got until Tuesday to see what's popping. All right? Cool. So now that we start, we're starting at the present, let's jump back to the beginning. All right? So right. as we were talking earlier, um, you're originally from Trinidad. That's correct. And your family came to the U.S. when you were very young.
5: Yes, baby. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But still surrounded by a, a strong uh, Trini community, both here and, you know, you made trips back and forth over the years. Yes. Right, right, right. So once you, having that background in place, I want to know, along with what you saw, no, oh, that's, that's skipping ahead. I want to know, did that have any influence on your trini, Your Trini background have any influence on your just, you know, wanted to go into arts, you know, and drawing and things like that?
5: Um, from an artistic standpoint, um, I guess maybe the music as well as we were talking about Carnival earlier, mm-hmm. uh, just all the colors, okay, um, all the designs, knowing that, uh, you know, those were all crafted, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't store-bought costumes. Right. So yes, that influence. Okay. Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And was are you, as far as you know, the only person who had any interest in in, in art, as far as like creating art in your family? Were there any other artists?
5: Um, uh, just me.
3: Just you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. How did your family take to that when you told them I want to be an artist? You know, <laughs> you
5: know, it's like I want to fly planes. You know. Okay. Shut up, boy. Eat your food. Yeah. No, I my my parents were very very supportive. Okay. Um. I, I remember as a kid, and people like, no, no, you don't. I was probably like in uh, uh, kindergarten, okay, and there was a table like this, and there was clay all over the table, and mm-hmm. the kids were playing, and and you know, you just got a little ball of clay, mm-hmm. and I took like clay from everybody. Oh wow! And uh, the, the teachers going around, you know, he what was, do you have? I was
1: hustling kids for clay. I was hustling
5: kids for clay, mm-hmm. and strong um, on and you on and the know, the lighting. teachers going around, you know, <laughs> what's
1: that? Oh, this is a bird. You know, I made a turtle.
5: You know, and then she gets to me and she's like, Oh, well, what's that, Barry? And I just saw the movie on TV, like channel five. It's like, This is Moby Dick. And it's it was like a, 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 a huge, foot and a half. long a With the tail the whale. whale, you know. <laughs> she's like, Oh, okay, you know, so from an early age my mother uh noticed from you know, from kindergarten all the way through grade school. Okay. Um, my mother actually was the one that um uh, thought I should go to art school. Okay. So I ended up at Duke Ellington uh, School of Arts because of my mom.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah. Word word word. That's uh, dope. Yeah. I,
3: I like to hear when uh, when black parents especially are very supportive of of children who have artistic passions and and, and talents because yes. you know very often
4: that's not the case. No. You no know? It's not. So
3: definitely definitely glad to hear that. So just thinking about by the time you got to Duke Ellington, were you all had you how much have you al- had you already you know designed by that point?
5: Oh, I hadn't designed anything okay. by the time I got to Ellington. Um, I was just again the kid that liked to draw and that was about it. Okay. So Ellington pretty much opened the door for everything. Ellington, you know, they taught you the fundamentals, um, you know, the shading, graphics, everything about art. Mm. Um, everything came out of Ellington. Okay. Yes.
3: And not to put your age on blast, but I'm assuming this is like the 80s.
5: Yes, absolutely. I was going yeah, to yeah, say I'm, class of. Yeah, I'm, I'm Yeah, I'm not afraid to. I'm 51 going on 52. So.
1: Okay. Oh, so you were yeah, in yeah. my best friend's class okay. probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Don Fong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what's up. Yeah. My best friend. <laughs> yeah that's small up. world, small, DC. Oh,
5: I love DC. DC is so small. <laughs> Man, you got to be careful. Who are you right. talking about? What <laughs> you're saying? <laughs> Never if I see him again, Oh, that's my cousin. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful. But is very small. Okay. But Ellington, um at Ellington uh is where uh the whole B man thing started. Okay. Um because I had a guy in school that used to that's where I got my nickname from. Okay. From him. All right. He was kinda like the cooler guy at uh in Saturday Night Live, used to sit at the cooler Yeah. and had names for people. You know, uh, John Owaski, the jouster, that kind of thing. Yeah, so you see me, it's like B, B man, the mm-hmm. B man, you know. So, um, I didn't like it at first, um, but it stuck. And then when I started uh, painting on jeans, um, that was the whole Bell Biv, DeVoe era, mm-hmm. okay, BBD and things. So, I started doing that. I needed a tag name, okay, you know, everybody needed a tag name, and that's where I started tagging B man on everything, okay. Yeah. So, but
3: you were using the tag "B man," but mm-hmm. you hadn't created the the actual ha- clothing line. Had yet.
5: not created the clothing line yet. No, that came that came just a little later um, through the Madness connection.
3: Okay, so let's talk about that because again, when you talk about DC streetwear, you right. know, That came out of like the the the, the, the black creative community. Yes. Um, the eighties and nineties Madness is like at the top of the list. It, As- it absolutely, the pioneers. Yeah, they
5: they started it off you for know, DC. Yes.
3: So. When did you get, when did you and how did you get connected with them?
5: I got connected through uh, who I thought was a nephew of uh, the owner, Eddie Van. Mm. Uh, he actually attended Duke Ellington. Okay. And I had another buddy that we used to draw and design all the time. Mm. And he saw our drawings and he said, hey, my uncle would like to, uh, would probably be interested in your artwork for t-shirt designs. Mm-hmm. So at the time, uh, Chuck Brown had a uh, Run Joe was yeah. out, mm-hmm. and everybody remembers the Mickey Mouse yep. design with the Gucci sweatsuit yeah. and all that. That I was captivating. Had, I, had, I had a Run Joe sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. I had a t shirt. <laughs> you know I mean? You never saw anything like that. You know, we just saw, you know, Daytona 500 t shirts, things like that before yeah. that. So it was captivating, and mm-hmm. I wanted to, to do that. I wanted to be able to do that. So um, when he said, Yeah, my uncle might be interested in your designs, didn't think anything of it. Gave him a couple, it's paper. Gave him a couple designs, and he disappeared for, like, a week or so. Come back, and he had cash.
3: Okay. Hey, he bought it.
5: You know, it's like, $100, $200, you know, for me and my buddy. it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, given a month or so later, you'd actually see the actual sh- design, okay. the actual shirt on the street. So, um, we were hooked.
3: How, how much were uh, Madness shirts going for back in the 80s?
5: Oh, man. I, ooh. Probably I don't know twenty, twenty five, thirty maybe. Yeah. Not mm. not, not, much, not, a home, not 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 yeah. too much. Okay. Nothing crazy. Yeah. yeah nothing okay. crazy. Sabiato. Nothing nothing like today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nothing like Sabiato. Sabiato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nothing. Which like is that. now
1: being um, somebody just posted about Sabiato. There's some other brand now that literally has. Foggiato. Fagiaga. Wow. <laughs> Whatever it is. With the with wow. the sa- with the with the same same lettering, every same That's color crazy. concept, same. I mean, literally, it is the same. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But yeah, okay, so twenty twenty five, that's not yeah, that's that's definitely much cheaper than what you find at any streetwear yeah, nothing brand today. Nothing like today. Yeah, nothing mm-hmm. like today. No.
1: Shout out to what they do though. I mean sixty five dollars for a shirt. I, oh yeah, if somebody wants to give I'm it to good. you. Hey, take <laughs> I'm, it. I wear my own you know. over here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so I know that you also you ended up um did you go to school with Kenyatta bird?
5: I did not go to school with Kenyatta Bird. I met Kenyatta Bird through the Madness Connection. Okay. All right. Again, so, it's a DC thing. DC is very small. DC is very small. So yes.
3: Give people um, some quick background on who Kenyatta Bird Kenyatta is. Kenyatta
5: Bird is my partner, uh, former business partner, and again, to be partner because we're kicking the link. I mean, uh, starting Indefinite Designs back up. Okay. Um, it's It was B-Man and Delinquent Wear. Okay. So, uh, some of y'all listening might remember B-Man, delinquent, delinquent wear. wear, and face. Face was the other line. And I saw so. that
3: he also was behind Olu Rupo too. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, man, I hadn't heard. I, that's a name I hadn't heard in a long time, Olu mm-hmm. Rupo. Um yep. And um, there's actually a delinquent. For those that, y'all don't, that don't know, there's a delinquent T-shirt inside of the uh, National Museum of okay. African-American American History, and History and Culture. Yes.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes. Shout out to Kenyatta. Yes. Word, that's word. big. Yes. That is very that's big. That's very, very big. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So... Y'all were working together on Infinite Designs and doing similar things, graphic graphic art things like that. Submitting those designs or um, to other companies or just that was just your own thing. You were just putting out Infinite Designs. It, 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 well,
5: well, Infinite Designs was a company. So, and we were just partnered. Okay. Uh, B Man, the Lincoln Wear, and Face; those okay. were the brands. Okay. And we pushed those brands uh, throughout the, the stores in the city. Got it. Got Shredders it. Shredders up against the wall so-and-so yeah okay uh-huh.
3: okay what was what was it like working in that capacity with stores locally you know because now you've gone from submitting designs to one particular clothing line now to having your own and creating having these like these merchandising deals with with different it was retailers.
5: for us it was awesome because um we just felt like there were no limitations mm-hmm. you know um everything was a stepping stone mm-hmm. so working for the madness connect working with the madness connection working for the madness connection and then actually creating your own designs creating your own product and your own brand mm-hmm. and then selling back to them I mean there was a lot of love in the city yeah you know from madness to, to shooters we are one um, DDTP mm-hmm. one time designing for them mm-hmm. all of those stores and then turning around and, and then actually selling your brands to them you know yeah it was a great thing
3: mm.
1: yeah it was a great thing
3: we word, word. Okay. Yep. I, I'm just,
1: you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always in awe <laughs> because, you know, growing up in a city, it's just like you always, I guess as we got older, mm-hmm. who, were, who were the people behind it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, my, my fashion and, and training and learning came from a different era. Mm-hmm. Although my mother's office was right there on the corner, Pennsylvania and Branch Avenue. Right. Uh, so you drive by these places every single day of your life sometimes, mm-hmm. and you always wondered. What happened? Mm-hmm. What happened with with the times? What happened with the business? What happened? Who was the person behind it? Who was the person that was designing it? Mm-hmm. And did it have to end? Right. Well, I think I think
3: um, what I'm seeing now. and This is because I used to I used to fuss a lot about this. Like, man, I know these guys. They got kids
4: who mm-hmm. are hip. Mm-hmm.
3: Why why haven't they turned the reins of the business over to them so that these brands could still be as popular um at today as they were, you know, 20, 25, 30 years ago. Sure. You know what I mean? And cuz you can't keep you can't keep designing clothes like it's 1995 anymore. Right. Like it's 2005. Right. You know what I mean? You can't keep making everything where the smaller size you got is a large. You can't <laughs> right. you can't do that no more. You know what I mean? And they were doing that for so long, but now what I see is especially, you know, um madness did their comeback thing yes um mm-hmm. uh, like what was that six or seven years ago um maybe about five or six and then you see these other brands now like eat and um who else uh uh, 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 uh. why
0: is why is his name What uh, uh Dale? who uh what's the other guy that, that works with him sometimes
3: Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure. But you got brands. He
0: got a lot of people behind him, <laughs> and, of all of, of
1: all different races. Um, it, uh, friends.
0: Or, oh
3: yeah. Uh, enemies. Enemies yeah. forever. Right. Um, yeah. th- uh, eat enemies forever and a host of others. Do I know? I'm leaving out. So please forgive me, y'all. Um, I got Superior a lot in works. my head that right. I gotta pull
1: from. Yeah. But that's what that's our homeboy. Superior works. Superior works. works. Yeah. Yeah, Superior a, works. Right. So, D- now D. C. So, vintage. And so you got you got. These
3: companies now that sure. are that are that are newer,
4: right.
3: um, who are designing for the times, right. but now I think they have also re-inspired some of these brands that have been around since the '80s and '90s. It's like, oh, okay, well, let's get with it. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's like you could have you could have kept going. You know what I mean? Because I I, I see I see long to, I, I see that being the case for a lot of a lot of companies mm. that started graphic with graphic arts you know, graphic art, graphic design for their shirts and, and clothing and things like that. Um, but they just didn't they didn't transition. They didn't keep uh, evolve with the time. You sure. see, they didn't evolve with the sure. time. So I just wonder, um I I to your point, you know, I wonder what these brands would have been had they evolved with the times, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody has a spot in Maryland. Right. You know what I mean? And I mean, I guess they they moved with the population that was fought that, that that was their main following. But I don't know. I just well, I just wonder if they would have just evolved with the times. What things would have been like?
1: It. I mean, it's it's sad to drive by where some of the shops were,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and to see. I think the only shop that who was on Florida Avenue. We are one. Right. That's now our restaurant.
3: Yep, that's yes. a restaurant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a restaurant. Shooters is a Metro PCS. DDTP is a mattress store. Right. I think it's still a mattress store. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that the Madness Shop, both locations have been a multitude of things over Literally the years. Literally a right. multitude. Yeah, right. um, I don't know what they put in place of
1: uh, all days. Oh, I don't Oh, I just... Mm.
5: There's something nothing. Going up.
1: Yeah. Absolutely okay. nothing. Yeah, because still a the, the, over there. well, no, still, we're all days. So bidding road. Yeah, it, still, they got issues yeah, with that building. Right. Okay, There's issues with the building. Okay, Because a yeah. yeah.
5: trolley car. or Something's over there. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they
3: got shout yeah. out Kurt Bone who was on the, who was on the podcast last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it, it, that's what's always you know something for me. I have a t-shirt line, right? And it's always.
3: What is the name of the T-shirt line? (laughs)
1: Champagne soul. Okay. okay. Exhibiting your finest soul purpose. Um, And not, you know, wanting to run in the circles of the badness and and things like that. It was just something that I wanted to do because everything is a message. We we talk and we wear our our feelings. Right. Everything is a message. Right. And And it goes back to... You know, why did the business, I mean, business is going to fail, business is going to close, you're going to change business partners, you're going to do all of that. And I guess I look at t-shirt lines today, like really DC t-shirt lines. And I will tell you that I'm not excited (laughs) about a lot of them. Sure. Um, I have my friends who have their lines and I love their lines. There are people that I don't know who have (laughs) lines and I'm just like, okay, not to dish you or anything, but... For me, I feel like what madness and, and, and all of the, the 80s and the 90s, there was feeling in each one of those shirts.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: There was purpose yes. in each one of those designs yes. and sweatsuits. Yes. And it's it's the way that when you walked into the store, how you were greeted. Absolutely. And, you know, you brought a young kid and say, look, man, you got to get off this corner. Come on and and take this job and sell these sweatsuits and mm-hmm. do whatever. And you had the basketball players that would wear it. Because Steve Francis. Boxers. Yeah. yeah. Steve, I'll never forget when Steve got, you know, he had his we all Want on. He'd be right. like, look at right. Steve with his crazy self. Right. And there was feeling. So I know I was getting trouble when I start talking.
3: <laughs> well, that's what the platform is for, so you can share your feelings with the group. <laughs> so this <laughs> is so, therapeutic here. So <laughs>
1: I, I, I will say this, and and because I know we have so much that we have to cover. I will say this. Thank you for what you did and for what you brought to the city. And to the world right. because because the world saw it,, right. and I feel like for for your brand and the others, I would prefer to wear your don't mute d c okay, because you remember when legislation was being moved on the block, where you couldn't play music coming from the shop, right, and things of that nature, yeah. so we're talking about how many so years ago, mm-hmm. with the colors, right. And you you knew you were from D.C. with a certain type of shirt on. Yes. That came from my hometown. And you were proud of it. Right. And you fought. And so that's that's where I am with a lot of the the new. Mm-hmm. I love Rowe, Superior Works, because he brings back that old feeling. You know, uh, there's another one, D.C. Vintage. They're starting to bring back the old feeling. But it was n- natural designs that. Just just brought us all together. It was like, oh, you got that before me. Oh man, well, what, what's going on well, with that? You know, so right. that that's where I come from. So I think there were several points in there somewhere.
3: Okay. So and I want to bring I want to bring you into this this point, Gerald, too. Um, so I know that you were inspired. One of the people that inspired you was a uh, King Fade. Yes. He um, was a Queens, dude, right? I believe. so. Yeah, these were yeah. Queens. So Shirt King Fade, for those who don't know, um, major airbrush talent major. in New York in the eighties. And, you know, like having a Shirt King uh, T-shirt was a big deal. Yes, like, it, was. it was as big of a deal as having uh, Dapper Dan, a Dapper Dan uh, set Dan, or something yeah. like that. Like, yep. It was a huge deal. And so um, <clears throat> much of what we know for like shirt airbrush on T-shirts came from, 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 from Shirt Kings. So, I, But I think about the era when Shirt Kings existed. I also think about the era when Madness existed. Delinquent, B-Man. I think about the era when all these labels that could be considered, whether they were called urban way or street way, whatever you want to call it, um, existed and why they were so popular. And thinking about what you just said, and just you, all of y'all, just in your travels and just just being observers of culture and and, and participants in in street culture. um, I think they were so successful because we weren't as mobile. Mm-hmm. We were we were we were living where we were from. Right. You know what I mean? And we were showing a lot of pride in that. And it was very it was it was um this like provincial pride like and it was very dope to wear stuff from where you were from that sure. came that was authentic, that still had like a rawness to it. Like, you know, um I mean you mentioned that but then. like even with that, even though you know, he was in terms of like streetwear, he he was like top of the line, but it was still something very raw and authentic, and like that was some guerrilla style shit that he <laughs> yes, did. Yes, he was. Yes, you know what I mean? It guerrilla so,
1: marketing oh and everything. You know and, what I mean? And
5: you knew what it was when you saw it. Exactly. Right, yeah. And
3: so then I think about people like yourself, or people like the Shirt Kings, or people like what was done with, through Madness and 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 Hobo. And like that was very raw and authentic from the streets, right. and I think that's what made it made all those brands so popular whether it was just locally, regionally, or nationally, or even globally, you know what I mean? Um, Because you could take it all the way to um, a brand like Cross Colors. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like some L.A. guys started that, and it went across the world. But again, it was still very raw and representative of of something that, of a culture that if you weren't a part of it, you know, you might not understand it. Sure. So just thinking about all of that and looking at where street fashion is today, you know, do y'all have any thoughts in comparison to, like, then and now, just based upon what I just said, that, you know.
0: Well, I, I think for, for me, just, um, you know, to kind of, you know, uh, build on what you're talking about, I think those designs, you know, that Barry was doing and, um, you know, we are one and a lot, you know, anything that was it, local, it, it had a certain uh, innate, you know, kind of D.C. look and mm-hmm. feel like you knew that this was from dc and Mm -hmm. it it just the imagery and just you know um the cut you know because everything was you know just was a little more back here and everything else and it just you know in the image again it just had that look it had that feel that was very dc but you know also you know was appealing for somebody else to somebody else that might have been from philly or new york or even further down south, which is how those brands spread. Mm-hmm. But right. then, you know, Dapper Dan, you knew, like that had a like a New York feel to it as well, you know. And and so each, e- everywhere you go, you had that, you know, everybody from where they were from, they they were able to translate, you know, their uh, uh, experiences onto apparel, you know, no matter what it was, and and I think that was pretty cool, and yeah. that stood out, and that you know gave us you know furthered <clears throat> our identity you know through fashion um you know when i was going to hampton like you know girls used to be like oh you're from dc and i was like How shout out you know, to like, all of the
1: hbcus
0: out there H-U. yeah they you know they they you know and i was like you know how'd you ever pin it well because you, you always have on a graphic design shirt like your shirts always look so so dope mm-hmm. and you know i thought okay well then that that's so it was it, it became this kind of thing and um, you know, I think that, that, you know, that identity becomes important, uh, you know, as we look at, you know, kind of turning it a bit, apologies, but, you know, just the importance of documenting what took place in the city, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, uh, D.C. has always been a super rich uh, entrepreneurial town. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think that's important to inform people, both young and old. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, as we, you know, as DC further becomes more and more gentrified, you know, this is what was happening. And to somebody that's young that's from the city, look, this is your history. Mm -hmm. You know, this is your legacy. And, you know, take from this and go run with it too. You know, so that's why, you know, it's um you know, I felt it was important to you know, I've worked with Barry before, yeah, uh, as well as Kenyatta, and so um, you know, you know, I just, I just really felt that, like, man, just people need to know because when I first Barry, met Barry, I didn't know who he was actually, mm. and I'm like a head, you know, like I yeah. used to rep streetwear brands, like I used to set up against the wall, and everything. I thought I knew every damn thing, and a mutual friend of ours was like, oh yeah, this is Barry, you know, he's doing, be man. I was like, what? Like, oh man, like, you know. And so that was very empowering. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's just something about, you know, that kind of thing when it comes to, um, you, know, our, uh, you know, what we're producing here and, uh, let's say, our exports and how people take those in and, you know, um, you know just how, uh, you know, just educating people. Yeah. You know, I guess is a better way of saying that too.
3: Yeah. And right. it's, it's, it's aspirational even. You know what I mean? It's, def- it's de- definitely even aspirational because if you could only get it where in these prospective cities, you know, where you saw how dope it was, you're like, okay, man, now I gotta go and travel to this place <laughs> to get it. Right, and if right. I wear it, and come back to where I'm from. They're like, oh, where you get that from? You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and that's that. I think of that time again of that era, um, streetwear um, that was coming from black communities in particular. Made, that was even doper for that reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was this mm-hmm. whole aspirational um, component to it.
1: Who killed up against the wall? <laughs>
0: I don't know. Maybe the, the, the internet, perhaps. I mean, it, but I'll tell you a funny thing about Up Against the Wall. I used to, that was one of the bigger accounts that I had, and I was always up in there. Mm-hmm. And Paul, um, the uh, the menswear buyer at the time, uh, he told me, and this was maybe 90, gosh, when was this? Maybe 99 or something like that. He was telling me that D.C., and this is Up Against the Wall, that like when mm-hmm. they're like strong, yeah. right? yeah. He was like he was telling me, man, DC actually sets a lot of the trends mm-hmm. for what I see globally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Really?" He was like, "Most yeah, people trust don't know me. that." Yeah. A lot of people and I didn't know. Again, I'm like in there, like I know about what's happening in Japan, like mm-hmm. I know or at least I thought I I knew about everything that was happening. And that was very refreshing to hear mm-hmm. him say that because, you know, you just don't know and mm-hmm. you're just operating in this town and the scene and um and, and, you know, and it, it, it's so funny because I walked through, was it Center City and I walked by the Gucci store mm-hmm. who has like the monogram stripe, but like Sabiato and a lot of mm-hmm. those brands that w- what they were doing and, and, you know, during that era. Mm-hmm. And now they're bringing it back. It's the same damn thing. And I'm yeah. looking like, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Yo, high,
3: end, high end is definitely pulling all from oh, the yeah. streets now. Like everywhere. everywhere. Like, they're pulling. Oh, that's everywhere. The, that's what that's mostly what you see it's, people wearing is
1: all street influenced stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I'm, I'm proud to be from the up against the wall warehouse era. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I worked. Over oh man, chain. the, warehouse. Yeah, the my, warehouse. I remember the warehouse. Right my there, my, uh, my, wow, uh, my jeans. Way back.
1: I yeah. had the jeans Oh, I'm so sized. Um, <laughs> with the suede, or from the oh, knee, right, right, coming yeah, all yeah, the way yeah, up. Yeah, the applique.
0: Yep. Yeah. Wow. With my, the,
1: they had the purple. He's going
5: back. The
3: purple suede, back. and then I had
1: um, my Champion purple sweatshirt. Wow. Oh yeah, I was dope. So I actually
3: got to meet y'all. Remember Moco Sport? yeah yeah so I got to meet one of the guys who who um who started that he yeah, that was dope. Um, you yeah. know you know um you know my guy ryan right yes, so one he knows him through the barbershop that he goes to, okay. and I met him at yard fest mm-hmm. not yard fest but um after after um the uh Howard homecoming football game one year, and I was just like, yo. I gotta talk to you, man. I used to wear mocha back then, because people—I mean, people don't remember it. Oh yeah, man! Yeah. That, I, so I get excited with, with stuff like that. Just like I met—I've met one of the guys who's behind RP fifty five. You know what I mean? Wow. I met him yeah, yeah. at wow. a uh, at a showroom in New York City. You know what I mean? Um, and I was like, "Yo, I used mm-hmm. to wear RP 55 Yeah, <laughs> yeah
5: it, it was it was a community thing back then. Like mm. as, as designers and we all had our own businesses, we had our own brands mm-hmm. and we all sold to the same stores, but we were all cool with each other. I mean, we that's literally, as we were making deliveries, um, we'd run into each other, dab each other up, mm-hmm. and, you know, you had a second, yo man, that's a hot piece you got right there and yeah. you keep it moving. You know, it was, it was community based.
1: We, we've got to get back
3: to that. Well, so that was going to be my next question. Um, just knowing what you, in your experience, what can be applied in this day and age, in the age of Juicy Smollier's Internet? Um, <laughs> what can be applied to the to newer designers? I'm not going to say necessarily young, but newer designers, um, whether it's just Internet sales or if they do go the route of brick and mortar. What can be applied from back in the day that, was, that helped yourself and others be
1: successful at that time? What can be applied? And are you willing to be my mentor?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, Again, it was mentioned earlier, it's really creating from the heart. It Mm -hmm. may sound really corny, but it's really creating from the heart and really um, putting whatever you're putting out. You really mean it Mm -hmm. and you really back it. And and that's really what's important. People can tell if you just slap something on a shirt or Mm -hmm. on a sweatsuit. They can tell whether you put work into it or not. Yeah. You know, it's 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 easy. Um, I think today what's going on, the new word, the the two new words are creatives. We're Mm -hmm. creatives now and collabos. Everybody's doing a collab. Mm -hmm. So um, that's very cool. Um, Kenyatta really should be here because that's all he talks about. collabing with everybody um, as far as getting back out there. Um, But again, it's just about. You know, really standing behind whatever it is that you that you're putting out there. Okay, but I mean, it's a great time because of the internet and social media. I mean, guys that are that can't design, not hating, they're eating because they know how to market and push their <laughs> products. Even even mm. though
3: you know the the design might be yeah, and the quality of the the the, the materials might suck, they still yeah are marketing.
5: It, 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 it doesn't matter. Yeah, like yeah. my example. I use myself. I have an Erica Badu that you've probably seen on Instagram, on my Instagram page, and a Lauren Hill. They sit in my basement. They're in my basement right now. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: Now, aside from Saturday, the show, they're going to be at the show, Mm -hmm. no one knows that they're in my basement, other than family members and whoever comes up for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you're not exposed, if you don't put yourself out there, no one's going to know that you're out there. Right. You know, and that's why the folks that, have little talent or winning because they're out there and people don't know know and and it's funny and i don't knock them Mm -hmm. you know because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. you know but um as far as old school and and where the lines and how they died or if they went away it's about evolution yeah you know um so if we're not wearing baggy jeans anymore i don't really i'm not into don't you know get me on this i'm not really into the skinny jeans but if we're not into so the good. Baggy it's all jeans, generational so okay if, if we're, you know we're je- baggy jeans are not selling anymore i don't think you have to make skinny jeans you may have to you know you can make something in the middle yes you know um but if all you make are baggy jeans yes you're going to go out of business mm-hmm. you know netflix came to blockbuster and said hey we got an idea right and Blockbuster said "Nah, we're good We'll continue to sell tapes, yeah. You know, and Netflix put Blockbuster out of business, Mm -hmm. so it's about evolution, yeah. You know, and and being able to forecast the future, but your your heart has to be in it, yeah. You know, definitely, Uh,
3: definitely, heart has to be into it. Um, Thoughts about well, not thoughts, but um, I know for some, a lot of people um, sourcing um, merchandise in terms of just like uh, blanks. You know, that's that's difficult for a lot of people, you know, manufacturing things like that. Um any advice that you can give people about that?
5: Yes. Research. <laughs> um I don't, again, I, don't
3: the... I don't want everybody I don't want people to keep putting stuff out on like BS quality gilding shirts and stuff Ooh. like that. Sure. You know what I mean? I don't want I, I call w- those the
1: um Family reunion T shirts.
5: <laughs> <laughs> now there's a there's a is it Bella
1: Bella yeah, Canvas? Yeah, Bella Canvas. Yeah. There, there, very,
5: very nice. Um, um, I actually use Gildan for the family reunions you know. <laughs> yes. and for the uh, the varsity shirts. I got some varsity they're shirts that I'm doing, 70. which which are good. They they fit that kind of feel and quality. You yeah. know, they're good sports shirts. But if you want the up to date, the smooth feel, the nice cut, Bella definitely um but again just research it it's going to cost you a couple dollars you Mm -hmm. know go online go on your phone look up what you want to look up for you know i'm very literal when i'm looking for stuff you know uh i'm looking for a soft cut and i'll just look it up Mm -hmm. you know and again a thousand sites will pop up but you got to sift through them Mm -hmm. till you see what you're looking for as well as um you may have to request a sample of their fabric or whatever. You know, again, it's how much do you want this? How much do you really want to do it? You know. Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, let's 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 talk about the exhibit and what people can expect. Um, but first, what what prompted the uh, the idea? Like, let's do let's do this solo exhibit. You know, let's get this popping. Let's show let's show people who Barry Bishop the creative is. Gerald. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I um. And you know, I'm, I'm kind of. Hey, um,
3: real quick, especially yeah. for people who have not been longtime listeners, um, I forgot what the episode number is, but it was a 2017 episode. That's how long oh, ago. Wow. That's how oh, yeah, long yeah, ago yeah, Gerald yeah. Uh, was on the show uh, with the with the, with his partner Two Tone Jones, DJ Two Tone Jones. Yes, yeah, that's the uh, Two Tone. Um, um, if y'all go to any of the. Uh, the uh the uh, screening events on at freedom plaza in the summertime in dc oh he's yeah there. can i kick it? that that's the, can he's, i kick it that's dumb. that's a bad man um but um tell people really quick just you know who you are what you do uh okay so it makes so... sense as to why you you partnered <laughs> up with him to do this exhibit
0: um okay so i'll i cuz i i can go in different ways so um i have been uh curating art shows uh since about uh I would say, uh, 2001 or so, Mm -hmm. uh, 2002. And which is actually how I met, um, uh, uh, Mm two-tone. And so from there we've, you know, started, you know, different companies and different things. And, um, you know, Shaolin jazz is one of those, uh, companies that actually has stood the test of time. It's, uh, and with that company, what we do is we, uh, produce events and um, create content that highlights the parallels between jazz, hip hop, and martial arts. And so, one of the things that we do is an art show. And so, through those art shows, we worked with a variety of visual artists, including Barry. And so, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, beyond that, and so that's where that art component comes from for me. Um, and to kind of foreshadow a bit, uh, there is a series of shows that I'm working on which, uh, you know, full disclaimer, Geronimo going to be helping me with, uh, highlighting um, uh, D.C. streetwear from about 19, let's say, late 80s to, through early 90s. And so the first show that I want to do uh, will highlight Barry and Kenyatta, B-Man and delinquent wear. And mm-hmm. so in uh, developing that exhibition, um, uh, Barry approached me about doing a, uh, a solo show or, you know, a new show, solo show for him. And to which I said, of course, Um, you know, let's put it together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, always great working with Barry. And, you know, just I'm a big fan of his work, his portrait work, which is obviously different from his work that he was putting on T-shirts. And so um, that's where, you know, this this new show came from is, you know, him reaching out, um, you know, in the midst of preparing for this this uh, uh, streetwear show, D.C. streetwear show, saying, hey, Gerald, you know, I got some new works. Um, you know, you know, would you be interested in putting together another, uh, a solo show for me? Mm-hmm. And of course I said, yes. And, um, so that's, that's where we're at, uh, to, uh, to right now, to today. Okay. Yeah. Word.
3: Okay. So what can people expect at the show on Saturday?
5: Um, yeah. Um,
3: besides, uh, besides sponsored liquor. Just works. <laughs> Actually, not Jameson, but DC Brow. Uh, what is it? Uh, El uh, Silencio, Silencio. Yeah, mezcal. mezcal. Yeah. yeah. Mezcal? Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. Oh, man. Go, go ahead.
4: <laughs> uh,
5: yeah, just um, a collection of my portrait work. So, again, from uh, Badu to uh, Lauren Hill. Um, to Malcolm X, uh, acrylic on canvas, thirty by forty, hanging off the walls. Um, so just yeah, collection of my work. Everything for sale? Everything is for sale, but two pieces. There are two pieces that'll be there that belong to my dad. So okay, because I already spoken a, for it. Yeah, there's a Louis Armstrong <laughs> and the um, uh, bird. Okay. Uh, that are not for sale. So yeah, okay. everything else is for sale. Got it. Got yeah, it.
3: everything for sale except and those prints. Two. And prints will and, be yeah, for Prince, sale as yes, well. Yes. Um, You can just give that to me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Okay. Okay.
1: Oh, you got anything else? I'm just an odd. I just really, will you be my mentor? That's, <laughs> I'm going to show you champagne soul when when this is over with and, and please help me. <laughs> please, please help me. Oh, man. Okay.
3: Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. We all definitely will talk after the show. Make yeah. sure that y'all, y'all connect so you, you know. For sure. We get we get this champagne soul popping <laughs> cuz it's a it's a brilliant idea. Brilliant, right. you know, from very genuine authentic idea. I'm not just saying that because Michelle's my friend. I'm saying that cuz you know, it's true. Right. Um I I've been there when she first conceived the idea and how it's grown over time. So right. definitely um
1: she would be easy to work with. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me what's the two. But no, I you know how do you feel about I, I hate the terminology you know I hate what I'm getting ready to say I don't know what you're about to say so I could tell you whether you hate it or not
5: but what is it yeah, say it anyway
1: New DC how do you oh. how do you feel about not just the gentrification right. not just the fashion just sum it up in, in, in a few in a few words
5: like 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 New DC like like from when, you, from
1: when you were building your business and, and, and everything that you're going on to the food, just all of it. Like, how do you feel about it? Um, do, you, do you think we still have a, a fighting chance to to be the melting pot of, of what we were yesteryear?
5: It, it's, it's a possibility. Um, it's kind of twofold. Um, everyone that was here is gone Yeah, pretty much. It's a few of out, us. Look, it's a few of us, you know, to, to Maryland, still on. such as myself. There's a few of us holding on. Um, all of the redevelopment, you know, every city you look at it, it happens yeah. and it's going on. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could say in a in a negative light is that what I've noticed is all these pop up stores and restaurants, um,
1: and that's where I was going with this. Right
5: They as they pop, they disappear. So I I do think there there's um there's there's room there there's potential. The problem is, in my opinion, um, is always before like capital. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. um, uh, we all have ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, but do we have the capital? You know, that's, to, you that's, know that's, to, that's to get that's in there. It's been a struggle. Um, it is it is bittersweet for myself personally because I'm watching the development on 8th Street Northeast. That's right. And on Eighth Street Northeast, that's where I grew up, that's my hood, as well as that's where my folks shop was. Yeah. So Creole Cafe was on Eighth Street, yes. next to the old Atlas movie theater. Yes it was. And my parents would go down to the to the meetings and request lighting and we need more lighting and we need more police activity and and it was crickets. Yep. Crickets. And now the same eighth street looks like Georgetown. So, yeah, do I have minus eighth and eight minus the eighth and H, you know. So, yeah. Do I have a issue with that? Absolutely. But at the same time, I think that uh, when we have something, we need to hold on to it. We need to grow it. Um, that was one of the things during that era with the whole madness. Madness kind of gave us the blueprint. Right. So you either wanted your own store or. You like we did Kenyatta, you started your own brand, and right. then from there you would just build you would build your brand to a multi brand or or to a brick and mortar, but also, the days of brick and mortar are going away, our malls are closing, uh and specialty stores are rising right so it's all about again whatever your niche is um you know am I crazy about the city and changing no not at all, but um Whatever part of city that we do hold on to, just try to hold on to it.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a good place to put a period. Yeah. <laughs> put a period. <laughs> I wish you would have asked this question earlier in the show.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, because I, you know how I get on the show. I get so engaged, and then I and I think back, and it's all it's like, how did I not meet these people growing up? Because well, these past- DC's
3: one of places where it's so small, but yet. It's still, you, you You don't, you you might have been in the same room, but right. y'all just didn't run the same service. Absolutely. So, right. that is, D.C. is one of them places, it too. Just, it happens. it so, happens. So, Barry, thank you for coming on. Gerald thank had to dip out early, you but thank you for coming on. Um, look forward to seeing what's, what's in store for Saturday and just yes. what's in store, you know, you said you and Kenyatta are working together again, just what y'all going to be putting out.
5: We're working on the spring line, absolutely. Okay. all
3: yeah. right, so we're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, that is... Oh, no, 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 no. Before I say it's a wrap, where can people find you? <laughs> on, on the internet, where can people As find right you? Right
5: now on the internet, um, again, Barry Artworks on Instagram, uh, Barry Bishop, uh, Facebook. Uh, I do have some websites in development, so I have... Um, of Barry Bishop Artworks.com to look out for that, as well as uh BeesMumbo Sauce.com. Look out wait for that as minute. well. Okay, wait we, wait we, we got to talk about that later. All yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, uh,
3: I'm going to put all of that in the show notes for y'all, but now I can say yes. that's a wrap.
2: Girl, I really want to really want to Through the city, through the city Uh, It's a little spot